Numbers chapter 13 and 26. I have been referencing this text now for the last two weeks. Today we're actually going to read it. Moses has sent 12 spies into the land, the promised land, the place God promised them. He sends them into the land to inspect it, to check it out. And now they've come back. And they came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and they showed them the fruit of the land. So they showed them these giant grapes and these giant figs and these uh, everything that God promised them. They showed them all this and they gave Moses this account. We went into the land which which you sent us and, and it does. Yo, Moses, you weren't lying. God wasn't lying. It is a land flowing with milk and honey. This is amazing. Here, here's its fruit. But <laughs> but the people who live there are powerful. Well, God already said that. God already told them there's going to be enemies. They're acting like they're shocked. And, and the cities are fortified and very large. God already said that's going to happen. And God said that's actually for your blessing. Because I'm going to give you I'm going to give you cities you didn't build. They're building stuff for you right now. It's not even for them. It's for you. So now they're shocked by it, but it's really God's provision. We, we even saw the descendants of Anak there. The, the, the Amalekites live in negative. The, the, the uh, Hittites and the Jebusites, the Amorites, they live in the hill country. And the Canaanites live there in the sea along the Jordan. Then Caleb, he silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land. For, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a evil or bad report among the land that they had explored. They said, the land we explored, it devours the living in it. It's man eating dirt, y'all. It's alive. It's All the people we saw there are great. Wait, are, wait, are they great or does the land devour? Which, are the cities great or, does the, or is it quicksand? Is the, is the fruit great or does it devour? Like, which one is it, guys? Do you see all this contradiction happening? Do you see, do you see all this speaking out of both sides of their mouth? We, we even saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak um, come from Nephilim. And, and they had already said that. Now they're saying it again. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we looked the same to them. Wait a minute. They were spies. They didn't even know they were there. Do you see all this? This uh, The land is great, but... Well, it is the land flowing with milk and honey, but... Well, the cities are great, but the land devours. Well, well, yeah, the fruit is great, but we're like grasshoppers. Do you see all this? I want, I want to talk today from this idea, the contradiction of fear. Because this is what fear will do. It, it will keep you in a constant state of... Of contradiction but I believe by the power of God's word by the Holy Spirit he's gonna set us free today from this fear in Jesus name father we thank you for your word speak now everybody said amen and amen thank you appreciate it fear is 
the expectation of danger. Fear is the expectation of danger. Um, this is where our nation is right now. This is where our culture is. This is where our world is. It is in the expectation of danger. If fear is the expectation of danger, faith is the expectation of God doing good. If fear is the expectation of danger, faith is the expectation of God doing good. I, I just want to ask you right now, you don't need to answer out loud, but I hope you'll wrestle with this even this week. Where, where am I living? Am, am I in fear or am I in faith? What am I expecting? What am I believing God for? What am I preparing for? What am I, what am I thinking is going to happen? Most of our culture right now, most of our world right now is living in the expectation of danger. It's what we're fed. It's what we talk about. It's what we eat and it's what we breathe and we're, and we're fed a constant diet of it. And God wants to set you free from the spirit of fear. Now, now. Doctors tell us that every human in this room was born with the same two fears. We're all born with the same two fears. We're born with the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. That's it. Two. Now think about how many phobias are in our world. Think about how many phobias you have. Here's what that means. You weren't born with it. God didn't give it to you. That means you learned it. You learned to be afraid of that thing. Somebody taught you to be afraid of that, or somebody taught you to be afraid of them, or somebody taught you to be afraid of this experience, or somebody taught you to be afraid of that experience. And we now live with learned fears. Now, now let me just tell you, this is really good news, because if you learned it, you can unlearn it. Mm. Like, you can, you can get out of that really quick. If you've believed a lie, you can replace the lie with God's truth. Give me an amen, everybody. You don't have to live with this forever. So though I'm in a culture of fear, though I'm in a culture of panic, though I'm in a culture of worry, though I'm in a culture of dread, I don't have to, I don't have to live in it because God told me that I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. And just because I'm in this system does not mean I'm of this system. And it doesn't mean that I have to live under the same bondage that everyone else is living under. Now, Jesus actually prophesied this. Luke 21, 26 says that in the last days, the people are going to be terrified. Like this is going to be a marker of, of what it looks like in the end. The people will be terrified. And this is where we're at right now. It's all, it's all, we, it's all we talk about. It's all we think about. It's all we discuss. Fear, fear. Fear. Now, I want you to think about this because Jesus said that in the last days, the people will be terrified. We see that everywhere. Now, I want you to think about the children of Israel are terrified. The spies are terrified of taking the land. But did you notice that it was Caleb, and we also know that it was Joshua. Caleb and Joshua spoke up and said, no, 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 we can, we can take this land. So look what God says about Caleb in Numbers 14.24. Numbers 14.24, but because my servant Caleb has a different spirit. Everyone say, I have a different spirit. Come on, say it one more time. I have a different spirit. You, you got to get this in your heart. 
I know what's going on in the world, but I have a different spirit. I know the mentality of this world, but I have a different spirit. I know what people are thinking, but I have a different spirit. I know, I know, I know how worried people are, but I have a different spirit. Because I, I follow God wholeheartedly. And, and the one that I follow is dictating my spirit. I'm going to bring, God said, I'm going to bring him into the land he went to. He's going he's to get what, what he wanted and his descendants will inherit it. God said, because he has a different spirit, it's not only going to change his life, it's going to change generations to come. It's going to change his family. And I'm, I'm just going to live with a different, I'm just not going to receive this dread and worry of this world that is so scared, that is, that is so cautious, that is so afraid of every single thing that we can never enter into what God has for us. I'm declaring even over City Light, we're going to have a different spirit. We're going we're gonna to feel different. We're going to preach different. We're going to sing different. People will walk into this church and go, this doesn't feel like Vegas. This doesn't feel like my culture. This doesn't feel like my city. This doesn't feel like everything I've heard for the last six days. Why? Because we have a different spirit. I'm not talking about denial. I'm not talking about foolishness. But I am talking about the spirit of faith. So let me just remind you of a few things today. Here's the first. Fear wants to influence you. You just got to know that. Fear is, and if we can get it on the screen, guys, today. Fear is an influencer, and fear wants to influence you. You just got to know this. That fear doesn't want to just play a part of your life. It wants to influence your life. Dictate your life. Think about this. Israel has been in the wilderness for less than a year. Number 13, they've been in the, Israel, they've been in the wilderness for less than a year. And for a year, it's been nothing but miracles. I mean, just think about it. Like, these aren't old miracles that they heard about from the grandparents. These are their miracles. Yeah. Yeah. Delivered from Egypt. Ten plagues. The parting of the Red Sea. Supernatural favor that when two million Israelites leave Egypt, the Bible said that God gave them favor with Egypt, and Egypt gave them all their gold and all their silver. Psalm 105 says they left with no one sick or feeble among them. So they're healed and they're rich. And they have no faith. Because you can be rich and you can be healthy and you can be full of fear. Praise the Lord. They're, they're living in the miraculous. Just, just less than a year ago, they, they walk through the Red Sea and they see Pharaoh swallowed up. They get hungry and bread starts falling like rain. They get, they get tired of carbs only. They say we need some protein. All of a sudden, quails start falling. They get thirsty, and a giant rock starts following them around the desert. A, a constant soda machine that just follows them wherever they go, <laughs> leaking out water. Can you? Like these, like, these are big miracles. They're all healthy. No one's sick and feeble. Hundred-year-olds walking around like, man, I feel 20 again. I mean. People having babies again. The Bible said their clothes weren't, weren't, um, weren't messing up. Their, their, their shoes kept lasting and their clothes. I mean. This is what they've been experiencing. Moses sends them into the land. And they come back with an evil report. Verse 32 says. And, and here, here is fear in a sentence. Verse 31 they come, back into the, they come back to the people. Ten men say this, we can't. Yeah. 
We can't. That's fear. Fear limits you. We can't. And it sends a chill down the spine of the entire nation. And 10 men influence over 2 million people. We can't. And 2 million people believe it. We, we can't. What about Egypt? We can't. What about all these victories that we've just had? We can't. What about all these things that God is doing in our life? We, and an entire generation misses it because they choose to believe we can't. You know, Henry Ford said that. He said, whether you believe you can or can't, you're right. <laughs> And 10 men come back and go, we, we can't. And 2 million Israelites go, sounds great. Because there's something in us that actually likes it. We actually, we actually like the caution and the fear. Because it gives us a false sense of security and safety. Well, why take that risk? I mean, we can't. Well, well who knows what's going to happen with this or... Well, you never know what's going we, we never know. Well, you know, in today's world, it's always been like this. It's just a little bit more magnified right now. We never know. So I can't live with the we can't spirit. Well, you know, our business just can't. Why? Well, you know, with the economy, what, what about it? Well, you know, right now with the what? Huh? Well, you know, now with the new, with the new this and the new that and the really new? Okay. We can't. Fear will lead you to a no in your life. Everything just becomes a no. Everything just becomes a we can't mentality. Everything becomes a lack mentality. Let me just tell you this. Fear wants to influence you. It wants to be involved in every decision, every conversation. It wants to influence every prayer. And it wants a seat at your table. And you can't let it. Because if you're not careful, you will let 10 voices influence 2 million. And think about this. They're hearing the 10. By the way, you can't name one of them. Because you don't remember critics and you don't remember fearful people. But we're still naming our sons Caleb. And we're still naming our sons Joshua. We're still remembering Dr. King. We're still remembering his legacy. Who are you going to be? Because if you're not careful, you you will be influential and forgotten. No one will know your name but you ruin an entire generation. Can, can, I, can, I, can I limit my children? Absolutely, if I'm not careful. Because I'll let, I'll let fear, I'll let that contradiction of fear get in me, and I just put a no over her life. And I just refuse to live that way. So, so, so fear wants to influence you. Number two, that took too long. There is always a choice. This is the good news. There's always a choice. There's always a choice. But Caleb silenced the people. 
We should go up and take possession of the land. We can certainly do it. Listen, there's always a choice. We can't or we can. We're not strong enough or we're well able. There's no way we can do this or we can certainly do this. Ten spies say we cannot. Two spies say we can. And those two voices are still speaking today. There is the voice that says no and there is the voice that says yes. There is the voice that tries us to quit before we even try and a voice calling us into the impossible. There is a voice of caution and there is a voice of courage. And they're both speaking right now. And you're going to have to choose which voice you listen to. I was listening to Stephen Furtick this morning and he said that the problem with when the devil lies to you is he sounds like you. So you think you're being responsible and you think you're being safe, and you, but you're really just living in a fearful caution that God did not give you. And if you're trying to read into what I'm talking about, I'm not talking about anything other than we can live with this spirit of, better not. We can't. Did you hear what they said? And we, and we never enter into anything anymore because it's not that the world is any more dangerous now than it was two years ago but we're just so filled with stuff now I know y'all don't want to go clap if you don't want to it's okay you're like the, the average person is thinking 50 to 70 thoughts 50 to 70,000 excuse me 50,000 to 70,000 thoughts a day 70% are negative. Now, that's a pre-COVID study, so I guarantee it's higher now. 50,000 to 70,000 thoughts a day, 70% negative. I would say that's probably now 85, 90%. But you have a choice. I'm not talking about living in denial. I'm not, everything's okay, everything's okay, everything's okay, everything's okay. I'm blessed, I'm blessed. No, no, no. But I'm well able. I know there's giants, but I'm well able. Well, no, I know the cities are big, but I'm well able. Well, yeah, I know there's going to be some enemies, but I know, but I'm well able. I know we're in a pandemic, endemic, whatever demic we're currently in, but I'm well able. I know, I know there's viruses, but I'm well able. I know the world is a little crazy, but I'm well able. So I'm not talking about denial, but I'm talking about having a spirit of faith in the midst of it, because I can't live my whole life with an expectation of danger. So, friend, you have to think about what you think about. <laughs> you have to think about what you talk about. You have to think about what you allow into your life. Look what Jesus said, Matthew 6, 31. So do not worry, saying. That's the key. Not that life at times will not be scary or worrisome, or intimidating. But he's saying, watch what you say, or that worry will get deep down in your heart, and it will strip you of possibility. So he's not just saying, hey, you need to be tough. Don't worry. Have faith. Get over it. That's not what God's saying. Here's what he's saying. Don't worry. Don't let that worry become your foundation. How do, how do I let worry become my foundation? Saying 
Just think about your words over the last week. What have you been saying? Has it been feeding faith or fear? Has it been feeding peace or anxiety? Has it, has it been feeding caution or courage? What have you been saying? What are we going to eat? They're out of toilet paper. What are we going to drink? What will we wear? Went to CVS. All the dayquil's gone, man. Did you notice that? Has anyone else noticed that? Okay. <laughs> Praise. I'm a human too. Praise the Lord. For, for the pagans run after all those things. Yeah. That, 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 that's the spirit of this world. That's it. That's it. Your heavenly father, don't you believe he knows that you have need of them? So, so seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these other things. They're, they're real. They're not fake. They just, God, God will take care of that. Okay, do not worry, saying, Acts chapter 18, verse 9. One night the Lord spoke to Paul. Acts 18, verse 9. One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Speak out. Don't be silent. Ha! Do not worry, saying. Don't feed the worry with more words. Do not fear. Speak out. So my words are either creating in me worry or faith, peace or fear. So God says, Paul, watch your words. Don't be silent. Say, you you, you got to be careful what you say because what you say is going to feed the spirit that you're going to live in. Whether that's a spirit of fear or a different spirit. So I want, I want you to be very careful about what you say, Paul. Now, now, here's the amazing thing about Acts 18 or the whole book of Acts. You'll never see Paul admit that he dealt with fear. He, he never talks about it in the, in the epistles. And yet God says, I know you're afraid. How many know God knows all things? Even the things you think you're keeping from him. Praise God. God goes, I know you're dealing with this, Paul. And you think by not saying anything, maybe if, maybe if you don't admit it or look at it, maybe it won't exist. No, God says, God says you're thinking it, and now you're going to have to break it, not with thoughts, but with words. Not with denial, but with faith. Not with everything's okay, everything's okay, everything's okay. No, no, no. By speaking. So God gives Paul an antidote to fear. And Paul never even admitted that he had fear. He says, you got to watch your words. Speak out. Don't be silent. Let me just give you one more. James chapter 3, verse 3. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, 
They are steered. I've preached this a lot, so I won't go into depth, but are you going to be driven or steered? Hello? Driven by winds, steered by your confession. Steered by a small rudder, wherever the pilot wants it to go. Your choice. Right now, maybe, maybe you need to wrestle with this this week. Am I being driven or am I being steered? Am I, letting, am I letting the winds of culture, winds of fear, winds of society, winds of news, winds of whatever, am I letting the wind uh, uh, drive me or am I letting my confession steer me? Wherever the pilot wants to go. I don't know how to say this, but you have, you're the pilot. But, it, but it's easier to blame. The winds. It's easier to be the victim. It's easier to blame the giants and the walls and the land. But at the end of the day, it's, it's my words. I'm, I'm the pilot of my life. Jesus, take the wheel. He goes, no, I won't. Actually, I won't. I won't take the wheel, Carrie. But I'll give you the words to say that will help you to steer the life you want. God says, you're the pilot. I'm not the pilot. There was actually an old bumper sticker back when I was a kid. God's my co-pilot. Hey, I don't know if y'all remember that one, but it's actually true. And then super spiritual people would be like, no, God's not my co-pilot. He's my pilot. No, you're actually the pilot. And your life is going in the direction of your words, like the bit in a horse, like the, like the rudder in a, in a ship, like a small little spark that can start a whole forest fire, which would, we would go to the next verse and see that. I have a choice. I have a choice. And my choice, listen to me one more time, my choice is not a false positivity or a denial. My choice is faith. There is a difference. Number, number three, let me have the keys come. Fear is a liar. <sighs> so, so Paul told Timothy, fear is a spirit. And he said, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So fear is a spirit, and fear is not from God. Fear is a liar. Man eating dirt. Oh, man, the fruit's awesome. Man, the cities are awesome. Man, the people are awesome. Man, the land, man, literally flowing with milk and honey. Um, but, it, but it eats everything. But the land eats everything. So everybody, we're all going to die if we go over there. What? It's all quicksand over there. Well, how did they build, how did they do the grapes? And then if it's all quicksand, no, yeah, but it's all, but it'll eat us up. If it's all quicksand, how did they build big cities? Well, no, I don't know, but it's all, we're just going to die if we. Fear is a liar. And, but, but listen to me, two million people fall hook, line, and sinker for it. Feed us the fear. 
fear. We love the fear. We love to be controlled. We love for you to tell us. We, 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 it is so weird, but we're in a culture that actually craves. They were just talking about how great the fruit was. They were just talking about how big the cities were. They were just talking. They were just saying that everything that God promised, every, go, back to, go back to Exodus chapter 3. Everything God promised from Exodus 3 to now, all of it has come to pass. And now all this, here's the contradiction of fear. What but the land of ours, the people? And if you're not careful, if we're not careful, we will end up like the warning of James, chapter one, verse eight, we will become a double-minded man. Unstable and restless in all his ways. Look at this in the, in the Amplified. In everything he thinks, feels, and decides. Ooh, and, I, and I know this is so real. Because of how much is coming at us. That you will, you will read the word and you'll be praying and you'll be fasting and you're like, man, God's got a plan. God's doing a work. Man, I, man, I feel so good. And then you'll just open your phone and... You, we really have to start treating our phones like, like a pet rattlesnake. Like a pet python or something. Like, like a pet tiger. I don't know. Like, you guys, you got, we got to start being careful of this thing. Because it is feeding in us a double-mindedness that is affecting the way we think, feel, and decide. And I, I'm just refusing to let fear become the theme of my life, the motto of my life, and the outlook of my life. I'm choosing to believe God. Anybody else? I'm choosing to stand on the promises of God. Anybody else? I'm just going to be like Caleb, and I'm going to have a different spirit. And you can call me foolish, and you can call me irresponsible, and you can say I'm in denial. None of those things are true. But I just refuse the spirit of this world. I refuse the mentality of this world right now. I refuse to live bound and bowing to a spirit of fear that's going to limit me, going to limit my family, going to limit my future, going to limit my finance, going to limit my health. I'm, I'm choosing a different spirit. And if I'm preaching to you today, come on, put a praise on that right now because we're going to be different. We're going to think different. We're going to pray different. We're going to talk different. We're going to feel different. We're going to sing different. We're going to praise different. We're going to gather different. I just... I refuse this weekend mentality that is stripping me of my future. We can certainly do all God has called us to do. We are not grasshoppers. You are not an insect. And don't, don't, don't let that thing get on the inside of you. Last contradiction, last contradiction. We're like grasshoppers. That's what they think too. They never saw them. And I, and I can prove the exact opposite of that. When they went to Jericho, the city was tightly shut up because of Israel. We're like grasshoppers. That's what they think. They think we're little bugs that they're going to squash. 
Jericho was already tightly shut up. The very thing that they were saying about themselves is what the enemy thought about themselves. Let me tell you why the devil uses fear. Because he's afraid. And he's afraid that you'll figure out you're not a grasshopper. He's afraid you'll figure out you're not a descendant of a monkey. He's afraid you're going to figure out you're not like the rest of this world. He's afraid you're going to figure out that you have a different spirit. That you're the son, you're the daughter of the Most High God. So he's using fear to keep you from believing what God has put on you. The contradiction. If if, If you feel that contradiction this week, I just want... I want you to contradict the contradiction. I'm well able. God has been good to me. God's going to see me through this. God is faithful. God is good to me. I'm not denying the land. I'm not denying the walls. I'm not denying the people. I'm not denying the not denying our situation. I'm not denying our current circumstances. But but I but I do plan on outlasting this. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you today for the spirit of faith. like Caleb, that we would have a different spirit about us. A spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. A spirit that is yielded to the Holy Spirit. Father, strengthen us today. Give us, even even in these last few days of this fast, give us wisdom and instruction on even how to push some of this out of our life. I declare over City Light Church, I declare over the people that you've brought into this house, we are well able. And we can certainly do everything you've called us to do in the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus.